morning. It is time to get up with the doorstep of history. The King on the verge of Kareem. We will tell you exactly what it means. Meanwhile, a DAC attack. Is the flak whack? Can he make it back to the top of the stack? We've got the answers. And then check your calendar, ladies and gentlemen. It's 23-23. And that can mean only one thing. MJ Day. I will give you the five greatest moments of his iconic career. All that and more on the way. We are round up and ready to go. Look who's here. Jeremy Fowler's got insight, and we've got sneaky, huge news from the NFL coming up, by the way. Harry Douglas is here with us today. Our first ride together. Delighted to have you. Ninko is ready to roll this morning, and we got the basketball covered with two legends, the legendary Vince Carter and the even more legendary Zach Lowe, ready to go as LeBron James on the doorstep of history. Entered last night in Indiana, just 89 points behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But bear in mind, it's not just the record. This man wants to dance into the playoffs, and they need every win they can get. Third quarter, they're down by nine, but LeBron fighting back. It's a seven-point game. A few minutes later, nine-point Indiana lead. LeBron, look at the dish for Anthony Davis. Davis had 31 points, 14 boards, but it's an Indiana 12-point lead after three. To the fourth we go. Lakers down by eight. Davis, nice pass. LeBron up and good. It's a six-point game. A minute later, Lakers still down by six. LeBron on the wing. Watch that pass for Anthony Davis. Seven assists for LeBron. It's a four-point game. Three minutes to go. Lakers down by one. LeBron James going to spot up. Hasn't shot the three well this year, but that one goes. He would score 26. Lakers a two-point lead. 40 seconds to go. Lakers down by one. Where are we going with it? How about Anthony Davis in the post? Tough to stop on the fadeaway. Lakers regain the lead. Next pacer possession. Tyrese Halliburton back from injury. Anthony Davis says get it out of there. Lakers would get fouled, but wait, they would miss both free throws. So, five seconds left. Final shot for the Pacers. Down by one, a chance to win. Buddy Heel trapped. Oh, that's a tough look. And it doesn't go. The Lakers secure the rebound, and they secure the win to finish their road trip. LeBron is 63 points away. I think it's one of the greatest records um, in sports in general. I think it's up there with the home run record. I grew up being a historian of all sports and understanding that I don't have the number like planted in my head, the, the actual real number. I know it's 38-something, but I know it's been Kareem in my whole life. Um, so um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Listen, it's been Kareem practically my whole life, and I'm a lot older than he is. So, again, 63 points. Uh, this record has been held since April of 84. The Lakers, I, I stand corrected, they do have one more road game Saturday in New Orleans. We actually have picked up that game. We'll have it for you tomorrow night on ESPN2. Then he goes home. They play OKC on Tuesday. They play Milwaukee, who, of course, is one of Kareem's former teams, on Thursday. Both those games in L.A. And as I bring Vince and, and, uh, and Zach in here, it seems a certainty that at some point in the next week he's going to break this record, whether it comes Tuesday or Thursday or the following Saturday when they're at Golden State on ABC. One way or another, Vince, it's kind of hard to put words into it. Like you and I were talking yesterday. He's 38, and right now he's playing like an MVP. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. That's the, that's the immediate picture. How about the bigger picture? He's on the verge of breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. Um, so much so that you're practically disappearing in excitement over the entire thing. Vince, how, how would you <laughs> – what thoughts are going through your mind as we see this? I mean, LeBron said it as well. My entire career, my life, just about – you think about 
that record being Kareem's. And uh, I mean, it'll be cool, obviously, to see him break it against the Milwaukee Bucks because Kareem played for them. But I mean, at 38 years old, what he's doing, what he has done, but what he's doing this year, and he doesn't seem distracted by all of the fanfare of the, the, the history and the record. That's what I really enjoy watching about him is that it's easy to get caught up in and trying to get it out of the way because I know for me, you know, let's just talk about me, 25,000 points, just trying mm-hmm. to get that record out of the way so you can stay focused. You can see he's still focused because he understands the bigger picture is that he needs to find a way to get the Lakers back into playoff contention, and he is doing that. He's playing at a high level. Now, once this record is broken, where do they go from here? I, that's still my question. Well, do they still Do they now play through AD, or do they continue to play through LeBron? It's a really good point because they needed these wins. I tried to make that point in the highlight. I mean, they need wins at this point, too. But, Zach, there's no one I like talking about the history of this stuff more than with you. So when he breaks this, what will it mean? How, How will when you write your column the next day, when you do your podcast the next day, the low post podcast, what will you say when LeBron James becomes the all time leading scorer in NBA history? Well, there's a lot to say, but I thought it went a little under the radar this week that he went up to fourth in all-time assists. So he's going to at worst be fourth all-time in assists and first in scoring. We have never, ever seen this combination of scoring and playmaking in one package. And the thing about that is other guys who have had that kind of package recently, James Harden, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, all that stuff, there was never the same with LeBron feeling that he was hoarding the offense over dribbling, hogging the ball almost, controlling every possession. Oh, is LeBron doing too much? It speaks to how he was able to put up these numbers without just dribbling the air out of the ball, without hunting assists, without any of that. He did it organically in the flow, and it's something that we've just never really seen before. Look, you're making a good point. And over the course of years, he's been at times criticized for being willing to pass instead of taking all of the shots and all that sort of stuff. Guys, stay close by. We have so much to get to today. Again, it's Michael Jordan Day. We're going to dive into that as we continue. There's nothing better than watching Vince Carter and Michael Jordan dunk basketballs. We're going to have fun with all of that as we go. So stay where you are. But our next stop is and Zach, too. But our next stop is Dallas because we've got interesting stuff here. Dak Prescott led the NFL in interceptions last year, and he has only one more year of guaranteed money on his contract. That's a fascinating combination. Now, even so, Stephen Jones said the other day that he anticipates that Dak is going to be their guy, quote, for the next 10 years. Here was Bart Scott yesterday with his thoughts on all that. Dak Prescott proved that he's not in that class. No matter what you want to say, he's not in that class with the elite. We, we make a mistake all the time by putting guys that are good and making them stars. We take guys that are stars and we make them superstars. It is only so many superstars in this league and there's only so many stars. you got to make sure that you put these quarterbacks in the right category. He is not a plus multiplier where you can have a roster that is not complete. You know, it's interesting stuff from uh, Bart yesterday, and it's a strong position. And I don't think he's alone. Where do you stand? Harry, is he? Is what Bart is saying. He was sitting right where you're sitting right now. Is I, he right? I agree 100%. Now, Dak is a good quarterback, and he has some great attributes to his game. But when you talk about elite, I think we do use that word too loosely nowadays. When I think of elite, I think about a Patrick Mahomes that lose to Tyreek Hill and still able to take his team 
to the Super Bowl. I also think about how, how uh, Patrick Mahomes lost three receivers in that game, in the AFC Championship game, and still made magical plays. We've seen Dak Prescott in the game versus the 49ers this year and last year. Didn't play elite, and if he had been that way, they would still probably be playing right now to this day. Uh, granted, they got past Philly, so I agree with Bart 100%. And, and, and you were making the point this morning that the loss of Amari, Amari Cooper, you sort of view that in a similar vein to what Mahomes did without Tyreek Hill and the way it seemed to impact Dak's season. 100%. If you copy and paste Dak Prescott to the Chiefs team right now, they would not be playing in the Super Bowl this I mean, Sunday. That's reasonable. Ninko, how about you? I mean, it's, what is it, 8.08 right now? I'm not, I'm not going to dump in Dak's Cheerios this morning. I'm just not going to do it like Bart, okay? I'm, I'm not ready to do it. Is that a thing, by the way? I don't mean to. Is that an expression? I just made it up. Okay, I I've never. It's, a, it's like uh, the punch bowl. I don't know. No, anyway. I understand what it is, but I'm just saying is I've never heard anyone use that quite. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's morning, it's breakfast. You're right, an anyway, interesting it's guy. Gross. Okay, know, go ahead. Whatever, but let me just get to my point here. Please. Okay, in 2020, here we go. Hembo stat, little Hembo stat. 2020. Offensive line protection, 26 for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak yeah. Prescott. 2021, 23rd. Eh, not really good. 2022, 28th in the NFL. I don't care who you are. If you do not have consistency up front, your offensive line, you are going to struggle. Mm. And Dak, you know, I look at Dak. You, you look at him as a, as a player. He's a specimen. He looks great. Jersey on. Big, strong fella. He could throw the football anywhere over the field. So, what he has to do is just take care of the football a little bit better. If he was if he was able to take care of the football, see the field better, which I think if you have a better – if you have a top 10 offensive line, if you just give him a 10th-ranked offensive line, I think that gives him more confidence, gives you a better vision of the football field, and you're not forcing things down the field. You're not throwing the ball in the coverage because in your head you know I'm going to be hit, 1-1,000, 2-1,000, get the ball out, or I'm going to get sacked here. I do believe that if you surround Dak with a few better pieces – right. You give them a little bit better pieces, maybe a better offensive coordinator. They're going to have to do that. There you go. And you give them a better offensive line, he will be that guy. See, so in some ways, I feel like the two of you are kind of saying the same thing, but in the different direction, which is to say there are a very select few quarterbacks who just elevate everything around them. And most of the rest of them, even the very good ones, which Dak probably is, need that help around them. And the problem in the NFL is once you start getting paid the way Dak Prescott is getting paid, it's hard harder to surround these guys yes, with is. the players. And the star. The star in the helmet uh, uh, sort of amplifies yes. all the light that is on it. But that brings us to the contract. <clears throat> yeah. Because it's one thing for Stephen Jones to say, yeah, we want him to be here for another 10 years. He only has one year of guaranteed money left on his deal. Are they going to extend that contract? Probably they're going to try. They have not approached Dak Prescott about a new deal as of yet. But he might want to actually play out another year because he expects to play a lot better. He plans to trim those turnovers in half, have a breakout year, and then he has more leverage. But you see some of those cap numbers right there. That $49 million is huge. Right now that's almost or it's actually over 20% of their entire salary cap. Right. So they're going to have to keep reworking this deal over time. I think that's partly why he's going to be there for a very long time because they have to keep that number. Well, well, that's really the interesting piece of all of this because if he goes into a, let's call it a lame duck year, if he plays this year with no guaranteed yeah. money, like we've seen that before, right? Yeah. Once you have Lamar Jackson, we talked about it. Dak a few years ago, we talked about it. When the quarterback has one year and nothing else, it becomes a prove it year, not just for the coach, but for the quarterback well, too. You're, you're risking a, a lot. You're basically betting on yourself, but for yeah. Dak, 
if I'm him, I'm trying to extend early. Even though yeah. I had those turnovers last season, this year is not a guarantee. That's one of the main reasons why Mike McCarthy probably took over the play calls. If he's going to be on his last limb, I'm going down on my terms, mm-hmm. not Kellen Moore's terms. <laughs> I, I think yeah. that's exactly right. No, I, I think that's the way we look at things. So I think it is a make-or-break season in so many different ways in Dallas. Meanwhile, there is sneaky, huge quarterback news in the NFL coming out today, and it could very well impact that man, Aaron Rodgers. He was on the golf course yesterday, seemed to be having a good time. But as he was answering questions about his future, again, something that could happen as soon as today could play a huge role in all of this. We'll talk about it. Plus, oh, it is 23-23. And I will give you the definitive top five moments of Michael Jordan's brilliant career as we roll on. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals delicious meat nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there each one ounce serving has six grams of protein giving you over 10 percent of your daily value wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go and you're on the go a lot taking the kids to school hopping from meeting to meeting shopping for groceries well the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. All right, we're back on Get Up, and we showed you LeBron's game earlier, and we know that he is going for the record, but Giannis actually had the performance of the night last night in a big game between the Bucks and the Clippers, third quarter. Bucks down as many as 21, but now they're working their way back. Now they're down 14 off of that, and Giannis had 34 through the first three quarters. Now we got nine minutes to play. Bucks are down by six. Chris Middleton back from injury. Can't get it to go, but Giannis is there. That gives him 40, and it's a four-point game. Five minutes to go. Giannis at 44. 
four. Bucks down four. Knocks down the three. He's got 47. Bucks within one. Less than a minute later. Bucks down as many as six here. Giannis, the drive. Plus the foul. The free throw would give him 50 and bring Milwaukee within three with three and a half to play. A minute later, same score. Giannis had everything working last night. The mid-range. He had 52 on that bucket. Bucks down by one. Following two Giannis free throws. Bucks up by one. 20 seconds left. But wait a minute. Giannis throws it away. The huge mistake. So the Clippers get the ball. Time running out on the fourth. Clippers, one last chance to win it. Down by one. Where do we go? Kawhi to the corner. It's up. And it's not even close. Giannis finishes with 54 points, 19 rebounds, and the Bucks come all the way back from 21 down to beat the Clippers 106-105. So while all the attention has been on LeBron this year, no one's having a better season than Giannis is. In the last four games, he's been averaging 46 points and 17 rebounds, and on the season is the only player to average 30-10-5. Last player to do that was Russell Westbrook the year that he averaged a triple-double. All right, back to the footballers' play game we call right or wrong. Here we go, Harry Douglas. If I said Patrick Mahomes is going to finish as one of the GOATs, is that right or wrong? I'm going out on the limb here, Greedy. I'm going to say right. And it's because of the simple fact of Patrick Mahomes, I think he's going to surpass all kind of pass yards, records, and touchdowns. It's going to be all about the Super Bowls. If he can get to between four and five Super Bowls, I think now you have to consider him as one of the GOATs. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy Fowler, let me come to you. If I said 2023 is going to be Lamar Jackson's last season in Baltimore, is that right or wrong? Greeny, that's right. Yes, it's going to be his last season. If we're taking out the trade element, here's how I think this song and dance is going to go. They're going to franchise tag him. We're talking $45 million. But that gives him time to try to work out a long-term deal. But the gap in guaranteed money between what Jackson wants and what the team wants is huge. That's going to be really hard to get to. So we're looking at a one-year situation. Okay, we'll see how that plays out. And then, Ninko, I'm coming to you. I said Sean Payton can fix what's wrong with Russell Wilson. Is that right or wrong? I think it's wrong. I I do not think Sean Payton is going to come into – Uh, Denver and and just fix all these issues that we are seeing from Russell Wilson. You have to understand Russell Wilson is a guy in the past that used to run around and and create plays with his legs. Now he's going to have Sean Payton who likes timing, quick, quick routes, uh, check with me's, all the things that he has to do that he hasn't done yet in his career. Yeah, it's it's interesting because Russell Wilson and Drew Brees sometimes were compared to each other because uh, they're both shorter, uh, you know, than the average quarterback. But that's really where the comparisons end. Yesterday here, again, Bart Scott and Damian Woody both had this to say about Pete Carroll for moving on from Russell Wilson. Listen. Pete Carroll knew what time it was. And listen, this is the greatest deal ever done since the Herschel Walker deal. The dynasty that Seattle may become is going to be built on the Russell Wilson trade. Pete Carroll deserves a lot of credit because he knew that this guy had lost all his special juice. Super quick. What coach in their right mind, if you feel like your guy is like elite, they're not dealing a quarterback you feel like he's elite? All right, so look, I mean – A year ago, we were talking about Russell Wilson in Denver. Can they win the Super Bowl? A year later, are we actually having the conversation that Russell Wilson's days as a top-level NFL quarterback are permanently over? 100%. I think they are. Um, I think Sean Payton can help Russell Wilson, but his days of being elite are over. And I think it's very imperative, Greeny, now. Sean Payton going to Denver 
that him and Russell Wilson get on the same page from day one. I was able to play against Drew Brees and Sean Payton for seven years straight, two years, two times a row, mm -hmm. uh, two times a year in the NFC South. And one of the things that I noticed is that those guys were on the same page mm -hmm. at all times. They spoke the same language. They walked together. They danced together. And Nico was there with them. So he understands exactly what I'm talking about. It's very imperative for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson to understand one another and get on the same page. I don't think it could be any worse than last year did what Russ did. So it can only go up from here. You know, Jeremy, we were having this conversation earlier. I mean, there was a sense when they brought in Russell Wilson and then gave him that contract. This is now Russell Wilson's team. They are the Denver Wilsons to some degree. And that obviously went really badly. And there was some talk about things that were happening behind the scenes. Sean Payton, that's not the way he rolls, right? Yes, he does not want a celebrity QB. He's from the Bill Parcells school. My guy Hembo sent me a note from Bill Parcells' you know, discipleship of quarterbacks. It yeah. says, don't be a celebrity QB, and that's what he is. Right. And, and really, the, my understanding is with Sean Payton, he's got to work with Russell Wilson behind the scenes with the culture and how Russell fits and ingratiating himself in the team. Because I was told even a coach at some point last season had to talk to Wilson about people in his camp being around too much, being in the building, his having you know, sort of his own, I don't want to call it office, but his own room that he could work out of what everybody else is in the locker room so you know there is a feeling that maybe the quarterback is bigger than the team a little bit that's going to be one of the first things that Sean Payton addresses well that's fascinating to me because Nico we've spent so much of this week you and I talking about Tom Brady because you were with him in uh, those years in, in New England and and the fact that uh, you know he announced his retirement mm -hmm. but the word relationships kept coming up right you and so many Teddy Bruschi and his other former teammates kept talking about that, that what made Brady so great was the relationships that he formed in there with coaches but more importantly with his teammates that feels like an important part of this story no it's huge that that is what binds a team together is is the guys at the top, you know, the, the quarterback who is supposed to be the, the setting the tone for everybody. You walk in, you say, okay, this guy, I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to follow this guy. So, you know, I think about Sean Payton and in 2006 when he went into New Orleans and he drafted me and Reggie Bush and um, Colston and Zach Streif and uh, Roman Harper, Jari Evans, that was a heck of a start, right? And mm -hmm. he came in with this mindset of you guys were terrible. I'm fixing this thing. I'm here to fix it. And he was very stern. I mean, there's a clip of him in the preseason. We're playing the Cowboys. I had a late hit, and he's screaming at me. Do you think you're worth 15 yards? Do you think you're worth 15 yards? And I'm like, I don't know. No, I'm not worth 15 <laughs> yards. I'm just a fifth-round draft pick. Please don't cut me. So he is a very tough head coach. So he's stern. He's going he's gonna to get after you. He's going to make sure that you understand it's not good enough. Yeah. So Sean Payton, when he goes into Denver, he's going to walk in the building first meeting and say whatever we did in the past that's over I'm the head coach here now we're moving forward we're going to win football games and I will tell you it's two things for me when you're losing and you're not winning as a player you don't have much pushback when a new coach comes in and he wants to do things his way the other thing Nico you touched on it earlier the way Sean Payton his offense runs yeah it's all at the line of bang, scrimmage get bang. the ball out quick that has never been Russ's game yeah so I I'm interested to see how, what dynamics is that offense going to be able to flourish because that's not Russ's M.O. Super quick. And a quick thing about just Sean Payton and Drew Brees is they were almost similar in everything mentally that they wanted to run. So Sean would walk over to Drew and be like, what do you think? What do you like? And they would go through the list together. Yes, yes, no, no, no. I think it's going to be different with Russell Wilson. 
Right, we'll see how this all goes. That's one of the most interesting storylines going into next season. Whose show is it going to be, and how good will it be? Meanwhile, we are today celebrating the greatest show I've ever seen in sports. On 23-23, it is Michael Jordan Day. I'll put together his top five moments a little later in this hour, but there's nothing more fun than watching memorable big game dunks. Oh, Harry, look at that. Right on Patrick Ewing. The I love spin it. On the baseline. I love it. MJ's my guy. I mean, it's ridiculous that he did that on Ewing. Now, here he is on Alonzo Mourning. So he's throwing it down on some of the most intimidating big men of all time. But then the really legendary one is the one on Matumbo. And then, look, no, we no, all no. know what Dikembe used to do. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yes, 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 Matumbo. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I would have blocked that. The, the, the Georgetown guys, yeah, he got he got the, all three of the big Georgetown centers. Uh, we will have Michael's top five plays as we continue. In the meantime, Jalen Hurts has picked up a lot of fans in his breakout season, including one who might surprise you. We'll tell you who that is and why the Eagles quarterback thinks the best is still to come. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement... Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists. Like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, we're back on Get Up, and I want you to pay attention to what you are about to hear because it is all very significant, even the part that sounds lighthearted. So here's Aaron Rodgers yesterday playing golf at Pebble Beach at the Pro-Am, all fun and games. Everyone's having a good time. They ask him about his future. Here's what he said. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Colt. Got any news you want to share with us? <laughs> Not going to San Fran. <laughs> you look great with a cowboy star on your helmet. 
Okay, so all fun and games, but hold everything. We have sneaky, huge news today, sort of flying under the radar of everything else that has been said. While he was at the skills competition, tearing it up, by the way, yesterday, Derek Carr, the soon-to-be former quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, made it clear once again he has no intention of pushing back the trigger date on his contract. Let me make it clear what that means. February 15th, just a few days after the Super Bowl, Carr is guaranteed $40 million. It is a near certainty that if they don't find a trade between now and then, that the Raiders will release him. And further, you were telling me, Jeremy, some people in the league suspect they may do it even much sooner than that. Yeah, really a trade or a release could happen at any point. I've talked to multiple league executives who say, I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him this weekend because he's got the Pro Bowl. And if for some reason he got hurt, which nobody expects, then that $40 million would kick in for injury. Automatically, Raiders would be on the hook for that. So something has to shake out soon. GM Dave Ziegler is talking to teams. At the Senior Bowl, there were some talks. I believe the New Orleans Saints are a team to at least watch here. Dennis Allen, the head coach, was with Derek Carr's rookie year in Oakland, so there's a connection there. Look, there are so many reasons why this is significant. First and foremost, Carr's a very good player, and he will be the first, we expect, of the major quarterback dominoes that will fall during this offseason. Very selfishly, I will also point out that multiple people have told me, and this is how it ties back to Aaron Rodgers, that one should watch very carefully how aggressively the Jets go after Derek Carr. Because if they do not, then that would be a significant indication, and I'm looking at you nodding your head, that they believe they have a really good chance of getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Teams I talk to believe that the Jets are going to try. They're going to put together something to see what they can do. They got the window now. Aaron Rodgers, it feels more possible than ever that he could be traded. The Packers know that Jordan Love wants to play, is ready to play, and they're in a good place with Jordan Love. So something has to give, but Rodgers first has to decide. Retirement's still on the table here, by the way. I mean, Rodgers is a different cat. If he walked away, it wouldn't shock anybody either. He is, but he's not so different that I wouldn't bet you $58.3 million that he does wind up playing this (laughs) year. There is that. So this is why I thought this was so important to bring up today, that we could see these dominoes start to fall even sooner than you expect. So let's look at this thing here. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers first and foremost. If indeed we see, let's just use the Jets for example, if they're not making a significant move after Derek Carr, that means they really think they've got a shot at Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you want to go to a place, number one, that you have protection, right? you, you got to have an offensive line. you got to have some young pieces offensively, but you also want to have a defense. You know, Aaron Rodgers, the only time that he has ever won a Super Bowl, he had a top-five defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have a good defense, it gives you a lot more opportunities offensively. But, you know, there's a team, and I know it's in the NFC, but you look at Tampa right now. Yeah. Who's their quarterback on the roster? The only one they have is Kyle Trask. So if, if you're Tampa, you're looking at your offense. You have some great receivers. Mm-hmm. You have a you have potentially a really good defense if certain pieces are fixed. And you're, you're Aaron Rodgers. If that happens, you have an opportunity. You go down to Florida. That'd be, that'd be a nice little Sure. I mean, Bucks, Commanders, <laughs> Niners, yeah. there are places in the NFC. But I think the overwhelming expectation is that the Packers are going to deal him they to the AFC. Yeah, the AFC only. So yeah. if we're looking at that, Brady is all of a sudden out of the equation with the Raiders. Devontae Adams is lobbying him there, his old teammate. If Rodgers' primary concern, Harry, mm-hmm. is where can I go and give myself the best chance to win a championship, where should he choose? Your Jets, Greeny. That, oh that, that, Boom. I'm just saying, you look at that Grady. defense. Phantom I can't take this. It's a, it's a tough this could really happen. happen. He's going to faint. I, I can't believe we're defense. saying this. You look though. at the young pieces around there. You add a few more pieces <laughs> offensive line-wise, you're going to get Brees Hall back. 
I don't see him going to the Raiders because the Raiders need so much help defensively, and we already know you just can't be an offensive juggernaut in this league. Defense is going to help you be able to win in the playoffs and also a Super Bowl, so I'm going with the Jets. I can't imagine that Aaron Rodgers sitting at home looking at 31 teams he'd go to says, you know, the Jets. It's just got to be the Jets. <laughs> but, but why would you say it that way? I mean, I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, he just made they the point that, that there's the best option. But I, well, and, I, and I'll say this. On you paper, look I at, like the option. Look at how many games the Jets lost this season because of the quarterback position. Yeah. I can All name three. I could, yeah. uh, but Everyone they had lost, lost, three lost because of the quarterback <laughs> position. And, and in every game, I, 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 we had the stat the other day, I think in every game that they scored 20 points, they won. The, the Jets yeah. had the worst, not just yeah. statistic, well, also statistically and by the eye test, they had the worst quarterback play of any team in the NFL yeah. this season. They had the worst rookie we've or second-year guy that we've ever seen, and they had Joe Flacco, who actually retired five years ago and didn't tell anybody about really? it. They, they lost the two games here. to the Patriots in which the Patriots scored one offensive touchdown. That's correct. Think about that. Yeah, well, I, I, I have been thinking about it nonstop <laughs> for months, Harry. So the point that I'm trying to make here is, if it's, what I'm trying to say to everybody before I move on is, watch what happens with Carr. Perhaps as yeah. soon as this weekend, certainly no later than a few days after the Super Bowl, because the teams that don't go strongly after him, and I think the Jets are one of those, yeah. are probably thinking they're in the Rodgers of it all. Yes, absolutely. They okay. got the pieces ready to go. They want to try to do something. Okay, I'm sorry. When this comes up, I just sort of lose my train of thought. Okay, <laughs> next. Oh, yeah, the Super Bowl is coming up a week from Sunday. And in Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are preparing for Kansas City after a pair of 24-point wins in the conference playoffs. Uh, Thursday, Hurts was asked to give a status update on his injured throwing shoulder. And you never listen to what a player says. You listen to what the people in the know tell you and the person in the know who always Always has his finger on the pulse as Philly, of course, is the great Sal Palantonio. Sal, what is the sense? Look, Jalen Hurts, they haven't needed him to do much. They've been so thoroughly dominant in these two games. What is the sense of his level of health that if they have to put this game on his shoulders, and I use that term purposely here, that he is really healthy enough mm -hmm. to do it? Well, I asked him yesterday, Greeny, about that shoulder, and he says it's getting better. Uh, all indications are that he didn't re-aggravate the shoulder. He had a sprained shoulder uh, in his right side, his throwing shoulder that he suffered in Chicago less in December. So uh, it has been getting better, and he's been able to throw the ball down the field. He's ripping it in practice, and he has been useful, right? He's been very useful in the running game. Remember, this Eagles football team had four rushing touchdowns against the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. The Niners came in with one of the best rushing defenses in the league. And Jalen Hurts running the football and as a decoy running the football occupied number 54, Fred Warner, their best linebacker in San Francisco, maybe the best sideline to sideline linebacker in the National Football League. Just the threat of Jalen Hurts running the football. So he was extremely useful in that game to the offense of the Philadelphia Eagles. No, there's no question about it. But let's get into the sense here. Just the buzz, generally speaking, around him and around it. You told us last time the contract piece of this thing is going to take care of itself, whatever happens. Here he is a year away from questions about whether he was really going to be the guy in Philadelphia. A year removed from that, he has this team back in the Super Bowl. Give us a sense of the buzz around him and around the team. Well, I was in the facility with Matt Hasselback uh, on Wednesday, and we were talking to Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni one-on-one. -on -one. And you just get to watch the way Jalen Hurts commands respect in that building. 
You see it on the practice field, you see it in the games, but you watch it in the building. So, you know, it's really akin to a military officer. And as you know, I was in the Navy as an officer in the Navy, and you can just tell a young officer who's got it, right? Who's got mm. the bearing, the gravitas, the way that he walks around and commands respect. And that's Jalen Hurts. And when you see it up close and personal inside the building, and when you hear people talk about it, there was a very interesting interview on Philly Sports Talk Radio, Anthony Gargano on 97.5, the ESPN affiliate in Philadelphia, in which he interviewed Michael Vick, who played quarterback here and had a very difficult time in the beginning of his career. It's well documented. And Michael Vick said, I wish I could have been like Jalen Hurts when I started out. The way he handles his business, the mm. way he handles his teammates. That was really telling to me that everybody around the league is watching the way Jalen Hurts is doing his job and grinding it out day to day and inside the building. Mike, I got to tell you, the evidence is overwhelming. You just look at it, see it, and feel it. The guy is in charge. He's the CEO of this football team. That's remarkable at his age, and they're getting ready to go forward. I remind everyone they have two first-round draft picks coming up this year. This could be the beginning of a very special time. And Sal is always there to cover it for us. Sal, we'll see you in Arizona next week. Thank you very much, as always. As we continue, though, uh, he's the all-time great, as far as I'm concerned. Today is 2-3-23. We are honoring number 23. I will give you the definitive top five moments of his career next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, back here, and I want to show you something that happened in the NBA last night because it was breathtaking, if you will, in the worst possible way. So this is Dylan Brooks of Memphis driving to the hole. That's Donovan Mitchell who's got the ball, and then Donovan Mitchell is lying down and throwing the ball at him, and here's why. Watch Dylan Brooks, who has a bit of a reputation as we slow this down and show you again what he did. Uh, Brooks will go to the ground, watch the rollover, and then what is that? Th th that is, it certainly looks like something that he did on purpose, and again, Again, his reputation precedes him. Both he and Mitchell will get thrown out. The Cavaliers would win. Here was Mitchell after the game. That's just who he is. You know, we've seen it a, we've seen it a bunch in this league with him. Um, him and I have had our personal battles for years. Um, quite frankly, I've been busting his ass for years. There's no place for that in this game, and this has been brewing for years. Um, with me, with, with me, with other guys in the league, and we, you all see it. You know, it's not something that this is. This isn't new. 
I tell you what, I don't think Donovan Mitchell should have gotten thrown out. You should be allowed to do anything after something like that happens. <laughs> uh, Vince, right. let me just make sure that my eyes aren't deceiving me. I mean, that that's just a flat-out dirty play, right, by Dylan? But that, that's not okay yeah, in anybody's book. Yeah, it's a low blow, literally, and uh, I'm sure he'll get suspended one, if not two games, uh, maybe even more. I mean, for that, I mean, because they call it like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's blatant. That wasn't anything. Like, he didn't hide that. Yeah, and you see the assistant coach from Memphis diving in there to try and keep his guy out yeah. of the fray. How about yeah. it, Zach? I mean, and again, for those who follow the NBA closely, Dylan Brooks has developed a reputation um, in this general area. Zach, a thought from you before I move on. Yeah, he's the Grizzlies enforcer, and they value that. But normally in these situations, you can kind of see some justification for the flail, right? He was going for the ball. He was trying to prop himself up. He was reaching to get his balance. There's none of that here. He just kind of goes bam into a place you're not supposed to go bam. And I, I, I looked, <laughs> and I tried to find some reason that he would do that, and I couldn't find one. So we'll see what the NBA does. It certainly doesn't look good. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a bad moment. And, again, it's one to keep a close on. So we have that today to deal with. But today is a very special day, gentlemen, because today, February 3rd, 2023, is 2-3-23. It's Michael Jordan Day. I spent the early part of my career covering that man day in, day out, home and road, and so I've put together the definitive top five plays of Michael Jordan's brilliant career. Let's pick it up in the 1991 NBA Finals on his way to his first NBA championship, and this, of course, is a legendary move he made at home early in that series, game two. They had lost game one of that series, actually. Michael Jordan, the switch of hands. Marv Albert on the call. It most certainly was, and the Bulls would go on to win their first NBA championship. Uh, for play number four, the following year, game one of the finals against Portland, Michael Jordan, who was not really a three-point shooter, knocked down five threes in the first half and then offered that iconic shrug. The shrug was to his friend, Magic Johnson, who was sitting courtside doing the commentary on the game for NBC. Again, I remember being in the building that night. You've never heard a place louder when Michael Jordan knocked down his fifth three. This was at a time when this is one before Steph Curry. Uh, players didn't shoot threes as regularly as they do now. Michael Jordan and the shrug that he made famous. All right, now at number three, let's go back to the beginning. This was the moment in the NBA when Jordan became Jordan over Craig Elo. This was miss it and you go home. Game five of a best of five series down by one closing seconds. They call his number up and over Elo and the call was iconic. Jordan, Jordan with two seconds to go. Puts it up. It's at the buzzer, Michael Jordan has won it for Chicago. So that's where it began for him in the pros. But it actually began earlier than that. For number two, we go all the way back to 1982. A freshman, then known as Mike Jordan, knocking down what proved to be the game-winning jumper as North Carolina beat Georgetown to win the national championship of college basketball. Jordan's first moment in the sun. The black. The time. 18. Shot. Jordan. Michael Jordan. 
And so that was, again, Michael Jordan knocking down that huge jumper to win the national championship. But so we go from the beginning to the end at number one. Michael's last great moment as a Bull in Utah. Game six, 98 finals. He had stolen the ball from Carl Malone at the other end of the floor. And then he comes down and poor Brian Russell. He knocked down a bunch of big shots on him over the years. None more iconic than this. Ten seconds. And with it, of course, the championship. Jordan, 20-footer, head of the key. Good! The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship in the last eight years. And that was the last moment of the last dance. And I still get the chills thinking about it all and watching it all over all these years. And, of course, Vince Carter, you were one. You followed him at North Carolina. You were compared to him eight million different times in ways. I know you idolize him as so many others do. If I had to ask you to pick your favorite Michael Jordan moment, what would it be? Greeting my favorite MJ moment, 2003 All-Star Atlanta. His last All-Star game, I, I, I was... Uh, All-star starter, you see the picture there with this group. I won the, the, the all-star starting position at the two-guard, which everybody knew. For me, for, you know, he said, all right, I just want to get in. We knew Michael's last year, you're definitely, <laughs> he's going to win it. And I actually won it. It was surprising. Obviously, it, it, it was an honor to see that group. But the interesting part about that story is, is that, I mean, he's a Tar Heel, and I talked with uh, David Stern, may he rest in peace about it in the NBA said they wanted to honor Mike and they wanted to give him the starting position, which I mean, obviously, you know, prior to, I thought he was going to get that starting job. Uh, I mean, get that starting position anyway. So moving forward, all-star weekend happens. You know, it wasn't as long as it is now. We got in late Thursday night, go into the locker room, let's say game day, see Mike. And I say, Hey Mike, you're starting your last all-star game. Take the position. MJ says to me, Hey, Tar Heel, no, man, you earned it. Go represent. Well-deserved. I don't want it. I'm like, no, <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> you are starting because in my mind, I'm like, I'm not trying to get vetoed, X'd out of the league because I didn't give you the starting position in the All-Star game on your last, in your last year. No, no, no. So I try again. He's going through, you know, he's just hanging out. Everybody congratulate him. There's a lot of, you know, as you know, 2003, his last one, it's a lot going on. Try again to no avail. So I remember talking to T-Mac, and I said, Mac, man, this guy, he's telling me no. And obviously, we had already talked, so Mac already kind of knew what I was trying to do, T-Mac, that is. And finally, I I, I said to David Stearns, I said, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, and he won't take it. So finally, we get to the starting lineups. MJ, I said to him last time, I said, I'm not walking out there. They're already going to call your name for starting lineups, so you might as well go out there. He goes out there, finally. To my relief, because I'm like, okay, wow, I can continue my career. This is 2003. <laughs> Finally, we get to the iconic moment, which you just saw there in that video. He misses, well, let me go back. He misses the, the game-winning shot in regulation. Mm-hmm. We get to overtime. We go back to MJ, which was that video, the iconic Michael Jordan fadeaway right here. You see it. We drew it up to clear out the side for him. Great defense by Sean Merrick. Better offense. We clear it out. Goes to the fadeaway, nothing but net. I think it's like three seconds left in the game. And we're, we're going to the NBA, please cut it, cut it, cut it. The, mm-hmm. the, the storybook ending should end right there. They didn't do it, whatever. But that was my iconic moment because, I, one, I got to kind of be a part of a, a historic moment like a fadeaway, give MJ 
his just deal where he should be a, a starter in the All-Star game in his last moment to see that. That's awesome. Yeah, again, handing that over to him in his final moment. How about you, Zach, as, as one? You've made yeah. your whole life just following the greatest moments and greatest players in the NBA. What's the greatest Michael Jordan moment? You had it at number three. I won't hold it against you that it was number three. I was 11 years old when Michael Jordan hit a shot so iconic, so transformational, that it's just called the shot. That's all it is, the shot against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Michael Jordan and the Bulls had won a playoff series by then the year before in 88. But that moment, that shot, even 11-year-old me could feel the catharsis of Michael sort of in one fell swoop saying to the Oh, does his style work in the playoffs? Does he shoot too much? Is this going to work? Wiping it all the way in one majestic airborne shot with poor Craig Elo falling down while Michael Jordan was still going up. And Greeny, you're lucky I'm not in the studio today because every kid my age reenacted the flying fist pump after that <laughs> shot in their backyard at their schools. Yes. And if I were in the studio today, I would get up and start doing the flying fist pump and embarrass myself. It's one of the coolest moments in the history of the sports, and it is the shot. People sometimes forget, and you notice, I mean, that game was in Cleveland. The Cavaliers were heavily expected. Mm -hmm. They were favored. They were the, supposed to be the better team. That was really when the baton got transferred over to Michael to be the team that was going to eventually knock off the bad boy Pistons, which they did on their way to six championships. We'll continue to celebrate Michael Jordan on his day as this morning continues. Also, let you know what a great weekend. Uh, we've got a great uh, Saturday night doubleheader coming your way uh, as in, uh, of sorts. We have Mavericks Warriors on ABC at 8.30 Eastern time. We also picked up the LeBron game against the Pelicans. That'll be on ESPN, too. So we have all of that coming your way this weekend. Outstanding basketball here on the family of networks. Meanwhile, we go back to football in just a moment. Dak Prescott seemed to take a step back this season. We'll tell you why that happened and exactly what he needs to do next as we roll on. You're watching Get Up on ESPN.